This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Spoiler alert. What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. number 359 of what did you watch this week my name is mike <laughs> my name is john <laughs> you, you got the full french uh hand gestures going on there and i say that because oh, i know wait, i would have said you've got the full uh, i was gonna say you know you've got the full hand gestures and i knew that the first thing you'd say is well i'm french so yep i'm french because we've had that conversation many times in our existence yes yes we have so uh Top, top of the show, we've got to recognize, Mike, you just had a birthday the other day. I Congrats. did, two days ago, June 24th. I'm now 44 years old, double fours. It's a nice, you know, palindrome, front emergency and backwards. Yeah, 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 44, 44, 44. Uh, how do you feel about that? I don't really feel any different than I did on Friday. That's uh, a good thing. So I remember when you were approaching your 40th, you were like, ah, I'm not ready for this not ready to be 40. Like it was a much bigger to do, but now it's like, eh. I had some like, what have I done with my life? <laughs> I've wanted to do all the stuff I never did. And, mm-hmm. and, um, <clears throat> I've accomplished a couple of those things since then. So that's nice. Outstanding. Okay. Try yeah. not to let it bother me too much. Do you have hope for the other things or is it more like, man, if I get to them, I get to them. Uh, I have hope. Well, at the same time, if I get to him, I get to him. I don't feel like I've run out of time yet to do a couple of them. Okay. But, well, I mean, I don't feel like I've run out of time to do a couple of them, but I feel like I need to get my act, get shit in gear to do a couple of them, too. Yeah, I would imagine that, that depending on what they are, you might have, like, physical limitations or time limitations. Right. The physical limitations. Like, you know, I want to climb Mount Everest. Well, nah, you know. that's not happening. But Katahdin. <laughs> Katahdin? You haven't climbed Katahdin? Yeah. No. I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, well, I haven't. Hmm. You've climbed Washington, I'm assuming. In a car. Uh, yeah. 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 Batty, Cadillac Mountain. Mm-hmm. Went to the highest point in Massachusetts, Mount Greylock. Nice. But no Katahdin. No Katahdin. Hmm. Interesting. No Katahdin. No Katahdin. Right now, that's the front runner for the uh, name of the episode. <laughs> no Katahdin. So, Mike, we, we've been off for a week because you were away on a vacation. Did you have a good vacation? We had a great vacation. Yeah, we had a great vacation. Um, went down to Ocean City, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife's aunt has a condo she graciously lets us use. Before the the big thick summer season hits, Wesley, my 
my little Wesley boy is big on uh, stats. So we did some stat searching and we discovered that Ocean City, Maryland, and I'm just guessing, this is approximates from my remember. It's okay. approximately 36 square miles. Hmm. However, only 4.4 square miles is actual land. The remainder is water. Okay. Hence Ocean City. Um, the population, the year-round residential population of Ocean City is 6,055 as of the 2020 census or something of that nature. Mm. Whereas the year-round resident uh, population of Gardner, Maine is like 6,300. Hmm. Uh, and Gardner, Maine has got 15.9 square miles of, of land space <laughs> for a living. Was, that was going to be my next question, but you beat me to it. However, However. The, tor- the tourist population of Gardner, Maine is unknown. It's not a number that has ever been factored or discoverable. Okay. However, the average yearly tourist population of Ocean City, Maryland, and the majority of this is in the summer, of, in the summer months of uh, June, uh, June, July and August, is 8 million people. Hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is. What is it, Wesley? It's a population thing, yes. <laughs> so what's interesting, though, is that when you're down there, there's a there's a local business called the Candy Kitchen <clears throat> that founded in Ocean City in, like, what year was it founded? Mm, it's, like, 1939 or 1875? 18... Okay, Ocean City was founded in 1875, but the Candy Kitchen was founded in, like, 1930s or something of that nature. Okay. That's okay. And uh, <clears throat> what's interesting is like they make their own chocolates. It's a big local business. They have like 14 locations in that four miles, <laughs> that four square miles. And then like Sun, there's a store called Sensations. There's like a dozen locations. Like there's all these businesses. And there's only like one Dunkin' Donuts, one McDonald's, which is never busy, <clears throat> one Burger King. Yeah, but like it's mostly local businesses, like a place called Dumzers. It's similar to like say a Friendly's, um, where they have the two restaurants and then they have like five other just ice cream stands. You you would not think that it would be sustainable, but it, like with eight million people visiting every year, it's like why are how are fourteen candy stores from the same chain sustainable? And you can sometimes see one from the other. But I was yeah, going to say, I see, I see 12 and the corporate office on their website. They were established in 1937. Okay. And then they also have um, Bethany Beach, Delaware. Looks like they've got three there, three in yeah. Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Rehoboth, and, yeah. We went up to Rehoboth while we were there. And one in uh, Fenwick Island, Delaware. Yep. Which, if you look at a map, it goes, um, it goes Ocean City, Fenwick. Then I think then it's. Bethany, Dewey, and Rehoboth, or Dewey, Bethany, Rehoboth, but Fenwick is the is the border. I mean, like it's wild how all these businesses are in this small area. By <laughs> if you think yeah. about it, and they're just there's so many of them, and the and it's just like and and like we were talking about, it's like they would not have all of these locations if they weren't sustainable. Now, granted, they're not open year round, but through the summer months, they're all open, and it's like, yeah, so it, it's fun. It's very touristy. Um, we had some good weather days. We had a couple couple okay weather days. One day where it rained really bad and the waves were enormous and it was really cool to watch the uh, the gale wind and the and the havoc that it reached uh, you know 
hit the beach and everything. So that Addison and I went and saw the flash that day. Ah, wait, it, that feels like a hard turn. Like you were saying, it was really great. The waves were coming up. It was awesome. So we went to see the flash. I said it was a stormy day. Yeah. But I, I thought you were, I thought you were leaning into like, it was so fun to sit there on the rocks and watch the water come crashing up into our faces. And you're like, Nope. No, it's, it's not Maine. There's no Rocky beach. It's all sand. Oh, there's no rocks to sit on. <laughs> yeah, it's just sand. Okay. Uh, no. And we could just sit in the, uh, the, the condo and look out the window at the beach and see all that. It's not far at all. Okay. Uh, I'd be like, if you were watching the beach at the circle, Oh, yeah, it's okay. close. Mm, okay, maybe maybe Walgreens would be more accurate, I guess. Mm. So, but yeah, no, we had a great time. Uh, we loved it. Kids had a wonderful time, and uh, hopefully, we'll go back next next year. Cool. How was your week off? You weren't mm. off. How was your week in between the last time I recorded? And now, uh, it was good. We, uh, we found a new show and ended up binging a lot of it. Um, oh, nice. we, we hung out, uh, I played some Diablo and then some final fantasy 16, uh, settling into the new position, which is kind of an old position, but a new position. Cause it's back in procurement, but it's different kind of procurement and they've updated some processes since I've been gone. So, yeah. um, so yeah. Nice. Plus I still have, uh, teammates from my old job who you know they've got stuff that i was working on and they reach out to me um to ask about it so yeah it, it was it was a pretty good week overall nice yeah didn't watch any movies though realized that afterwards but i watched a few yeah. things that seemed like movies i got a couple movies in from the week before that we didn't watch and and um i got uh the movie well the flash and uh, really this drove home that I don't care about cable or direct TV because the condo has direct TV and I, I hate being subjected to only watching what's on the channels mm. because the majority of the time I don't, that's not what I want to watch. I've just become so accustomed to, I haven't had cable since 2012. So for 11 years now, I've just become so accustomed to streaming what I want to stream when I want to stream it type of thing yep. that um, just flipping through the channels is, <clears throat> isn't great. Found, found myself watching. Um, well, Tuesday was good because I could watch vice and watch dark side of the ring, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday I watched wrestling, of course, but like during the day, it's like, there's, and we watched like some, HGTV quite a bit when the TV was on or food network essentially, or history channel. Uh, yeah. I've got a, on my Samsung TV, there's like all these channels that are free. You know, there's like the, uh, the channel that has riff tracks on it, just free all the time. There's a channel that's just classic doctor who all the time. Um, yep. but I don't like flipping through them. So I've picked one and right now that one is IGN you know, the video game. So basically that's on. If I get done playing a game, it flips back over to that. Or if we get done watching a show and we exit out, then it just flips to that. And it's just kind of a background thing. Uh, but yeah, it's the same way. Like I could sit there and flip through all those free channels. I don't want to. 
If I want to stream yeah. something, I want to stream right now. Because any one of them, you come in in the middle of whatever they're showing, and you're right there wins. You know, you can't pause it. Yeah. You can't rewind or. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I will say this along those lines. Uh, fuck Netflix. I am just about done with their shit. We had talked yeah. earlier in another episode about the whole password sharing thing. And uh, I had my first experience with that this week because I went to turn it on so that we could watch Black Mirror. And it said, mm, this isn't your household. And I'm like, bullshit, it isn't. And they're like, no, yep. your household's already registered, you know, at my mom's address. And I'm like, nope. So I had to switch it over. And they're like, well, if you do that, then blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. So I looked it up and they were like, you have one of two options. So either my mom and my sister, because there's two of them, can open up their own Netflix account for $15 and 50 cents a month. So they can have two accounts on there, uh, two separate people. Um, Or I can add them onto my account for $8 each. So for 50 cents more, add them on. I'm like, save them the hassle. Well, no, because it's a fucking hassle. Because what I had to do was instead of just saying, yes, add them on, they were like, okay, now if you want to create these new $8 per person accounts, you need to give us an email address. I'm like, fuck you, use my email address. They're like, well, your email address is already for you. This is for a new account. I'm like, it's not for a new account. It's for these people to be part of my household. Nope, they want an email address. So I click on the email address and I type in one of my email addresses. I'm like, I'm not going to hassle them with this. So I click on it and I type in my stuff and they're like, okay, do you want to create a new profile or associate it with one of your other ones? I'm like, fine. So I clicked on my mom's and they're like, great, we'll send her an email. Well, it comes to my email box because that's what I do. And I go in there and I'm like, activate. They're like, pick a password. I pick a password. I'm like, there, now she's fine. She can watch it. No, she's not because she sends me a message and she goes, Hey, Netflix isn't working. I'm like, okay, just click sign in, blah, blah, blah. We go through the whole thing with the, you know, sign in on your phone. And I give the code and put it in my phone. And she gets up to the screen. Her account's no longer there. Her her little icon is no longer there because she now has to sign in with the email address that she provided and the password that she provided. Yeah. So they turn it into a whole separate thing. And that's probably so that down the road, if they want to get their own account, they can. But fuck you, Netflix. My mom is 70 years old. I don't need to be jumping through these fucking hoops to get her to be able to watch the Great British Baking Show or call the midwife. Like, she's fucking 70. I'm not... I'm not all about this shit. So it was a very infuriating back and forth with me and my mom through text messages. Like, you know, try this, try this. I can't sign out. I can't do this. She's like, I'll just watch it on your sister's profile. And I'm like, fine. Because that's the other thing is when I tried to set up my sister's, I clicked on my sister's profile and it said, great. And it selected my mom's profile again instead. And I'm like, no, that's not what I wanted. So I'm just, I'm very angry with Netflix right now. Um, Yep. They also, uh, they wouldn't let me use that email address because they were like, you need to set up a new profile. And I'm like, no, I don't need to set up a new profile. This is fine. And they're like, well, you've already sent out two different emails to two different people. So wait until your next billing cycle before you invite anybody else. So yeah, fucking Netflix can eat a dick as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I can't say I blame me on that one. Yeah. So you haven't heard the end of this, I'm sure. But anyway, <laughs> that, that's not what we're here for. We're here for 
we're here for what we watched this week. And I was successful in watching some things, as I'm sure you were. Yeah, I mean, the, the week before I left, I did get a few movies in. But on the TV show side of things, you know, I'm really limited to I only actually watched two of the Black Mirrors, it looks like. Um, but Black Mirror, Star Trek, and uh, I watched the first episode of uh, Secret Invasion. That's it? Uh, for TV shows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What about you? Um, so I watched the first three Black Mirrors. I watched Secret Invasion, uh, the first two episodes of Strange New Worlds. Um, we binged and finished based on a true story, which I will talk about. Uh, the ninth okay. episode of Silo. And we picked up, like I said, a new show this week because we were getting ready to sit down for dinner. And it's like, OK, what do you want to watch? We've got this. We've got this. And we were like, let's do something new, maybe a movie. And we we're looking through our to do list. And she's like, hey, what about Yellow Jackets? I'm like, sure, we can try Yellow Jackets. Um, burned through the first 10 episodes, the first season. Uh, and we're six episodes into season two, which there are only nine, apparently. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That one, I'll just say right now, you haven't watched any of it. It's on nope. Showtime. So if you have Paramount yes. with Showtime, you've got it. I do. Um, your wife might like this. It is a mystery drama. Uh, you've probably seen some of the teasers and stuff like that for it. Uh, I give it a hard fucking sell. Um, oh, okay. It I is have seen a lot really, of trailers for it. It is really good. Uh, it's dark. It's very dark for those who don't know and and minor, minor spoilers here. But the first episode introduces us to these girls. They're a high school soccer team. They won states. They're going to nationals. Their plane goes down. Some of them survive. Some of them don't. But we keep getting flash forwards to the present day. That was in the mid 90s. I think like 96 that their plane went down. Uh, We get flash forwards to modern day and we see some of them who are still around. Like when the plane goes down, we're talking like two dozen people survived, um, but we're getting flash forwards to like four. And uh, there's some very sinister stuff. There's some very dark stuff, a uh, little supernatural element to it. Um, really enjoying it. Yes. Yes. And that especially comes into play in the second season. Uh, they do a okay. slow drip. There's a lot of mysteries. Um there were a few times that Julie and I were like, oh, I'll bet you this is what this is, or I'll bet you this person is really this person. And it didn't turn out to be that way. Um, so that was a little disappointing, but it's still a really good show. It's really compelling. A lot, a lot of the actresses that they cast as the young version and the older version of themselves are really good casting, like really amazing casting. Uh, some of them you're like, Wait a minute. That looks nothing like her younger self. Um, but I give this a hard sell. Like, it's a good mystery. It's a good thriller. Like I said, your wife might actually like this. But there is dark stuff. You know, there's people being killed. Um, there's limbs being lost. There's bloodletting. Um, yeah. I heard there was cannibalism. Uh, they, I heard that was, the, that was the big thing was the cannibalism. They uh, they kind of hint at that in the beginning, and there's a mystery that we still haven't um, 
that we still haven't, they, they play a game of follow the necklace. Um, you know, where somebody's wearing a necklace and you know that something happens and now you're trying to follow the necklace to figure out who that was because it's like a mystery kind of thing. Um, okay. But yeah, they, they hint at the cannibalism. Um, they do say like right in the first episode that they were out there for like 19 months, I believe. So this is not like a, Oh, their plane went down and they were lost for two or three weeks, 19 months. So almost two years that they were out in the wilderness. Okay. I definitely give this a hard sell. Like it's worth all the hype that people have been talking about it. Uh, 19 episodes They're They're pretty much a hard 55 minutes each. Um, but yeah, definitely check this out. Watch this. Uh, I enjoy the hell out of it. I think he's talking to somebody off camera because I see his mouth moving. But I was asking my wife if she had seen it because she oh, sometimes okay. watches stuff without me. Gotcha. Um, so she hasn't seen it yet. Maybe didn't we'll you just recently get? Together. Didn't you just recently get Showtime? Well, I had it for quite a while, and I it just oh, wow. we had it for quite a while last year, mm-hmm. and then in January I did not renew it. Gotcha. Because in January when I renewed, Showtime was like fifty extra dollars for the year. Yeah. And then it was sometime in April or May it went to twenty bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, much more reasonable. Yeah. Um, I will say this on the other hand, Mike. Um, we finished based on a true story, and I do not recommend that. Oh, you do not recommend based on I a true story? I do not. Remember how I was oh. saying that I wasn't quite sure it was good, but it wasn't quite. So yep. Yep. there are two big things about this show. One is that we, Julia and I, as we're watching it, we told a better story than this show did. Like we'd say, oh, I'll bet you this person is really this, or I'll bet you this is the real twist that's coming. There was never a real yep. twist. Like this was vanilla as fuck. There were no twists. There were oh, no unexpected things. Like I kept waiting for there to be something like, oh, wow, what a twist. And there wasn't. Secondly, the show very, very, very much overuses the, I'm going to say, so that you'll understand what I'm talking about, the Scrubs fantasy moment. Um, mm-hmm. There's many times in this show where an entire scene will play out. Somebody getting murdered, somebody having an affair, somebody doing something absolutely crazy that almost seems believable. I'm not talking crazy like, you know, oh, their head pops off and they walk around, you know, headless doctor. Uh, I'm talking like something happens and you're like, oh, wow, oh, shit. And then suddenly it snaps back to reality. That done once or twice, okay. They must have done it a half a dozen times in this, and they kept relying on it as like a plot distraction or something. It was Mm. terrible. So the show itself is not like, oh, this is the worst show I've ever seen. But I definitely do not recommend this to anybody. I, I Don't waste your time with it. It was not worth it. At the end of the day, when you get all the way done, like even at the end, Julia's like, I would have really rather that that last fantasy sequence that we watched was the way that the show ended. Like that would have redeemed the entire show. And instead it didn't happen. And they left it on a cliffhanger for the second season, which I don't even care if I, if I watch it. Did you watch Barry? Uh, I still have not watched the rest of the third season or any of the fourth season. But both you and Aaron have told me that um, you're not yeah. sure how you like the ending. Yep. 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 I just don't know if you'd watched it yet. 
Um, yeah. So other than we're watching Deadliest Catch, we're watching Deadliest Catch. Um, I enjoy the show. And uh, we're almost done. The most recent season of Main Cabin Masters. I think we got three or four episodes left to go. So, but Black Mirror, Black Mirror, season three. <laughs> so first off, so I, I will tell you. I right only off, watched the first two episodes. Oh, you didn't watch the third one. I did not get to the third one. I realize now. Okay. Um. Apparently, we're watching it in the wrong order. Um, I saw oh, so. something a ways down the road that said that they were written backwards. They were written episode five, then four, then three. And apparently if you watch them in that order, which I'm not going to do at this point, but there's little Easter eggs in the following episodes. So like in the second episode, the, the lock Henry, there's yeah. posters for a politician up. And apparently that politician's whole campaign and everything happens in episode four, I believe, or maybe episode five. Uh, okay. So it's okay. stuff like that where it doesn't really take away from your enjoyment, but, um, Oh no, that's what it was. Uh, I think in one of the episodes they were talking about astronauts and the third episode is about the astronauts. So, okay. Um, so what did you think? Tell me about episodes one and two. So first episode, Joan is awful. Um, I, I love it. The Streamberry is their streaming service. Is their Netflix knockoff that Netflix made, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this woman named Joan and her exaggerated life is shown on this streaming show called Joan is awful. And it is her as an awful person, like way, like not even accurately depicting her. Mm-mm. And they got Salma Hayek to play her. And it's really kind of almost like, I don't know. It's, 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 I hate to think, I hate to say it's meta, but basically like it is they're watching, she, they're watching an episode that night of everything that happened yes. to her during that day. Yes. Including like she went on a date with her ex-boyfriend and da, 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 da. And she fired somebody at work and it wasn't as bad as they depicted it on the show. And it just makes her look like a terrible human being. And she essentially gets fired from her job for leaking company information which she didn't do somehow, you know, this Streamberry found out about. It. And what it is, is like somehow this AI that this woman developed is following Joan and is essentially re- uh, writing and depicting her life through like, the, like it's not actually Salma Hayek playing Joan. It's AI that Salma Hayek licensed her likeness to, to use to play Joan to play mm-hmm. herself playing Joan. That's why they can rip the episodes out so fast. She even does this thing where she takes all this like Marilax and all this stuff like that and goes <laughs> into the church. And that was takes amazing. A big, takes a big dump in the middle of this wedding ceremony. I love she yells at the children to look away. Yeah. And she did it because Streamberry wouldn't listen to her. She thought, oh, well, maybe Salma Hayek, who is important, will get, you know, to, to listen to me. So then Salma Hayek's like, you can't do this. And it's just. I don't know. Like it's just so well done. There's just so many levels of this and you know, I I don't want to ruin the ending, but there's another level we're not seeing. There's, there's uh, Michael Sarah there playing a a character. He's just like, I'm not even really Michael Sarah. He just licensed them to do this. And (laughs) I don't know. I just, I thought it was really great. I thought it was really well done. Um, 
it wasn't like scary or, or sci-fi. It was sci-fi galore, but it wasn't like scary horror supernatural thing. It was just like, holy cow. Cause black mirror does have kind of a history of being more horror ish when it started. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just thought it was brilliantly written. I thought it was really well done, really well acted. Um, you know, the revelation when they're at the Streamberry headquarters, talking to the Michael Sarah characters, just like almost like, um, uh what's the 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 leonardo dicaprio dream state movie inception it's yeah almost inception like um uh, I, I just i just thought it was great the uh to touch upon what you were saying earlier and again no no real spoilers but when you said that the ai follows are around they talk about the whole you signed away you know yes when you clicked on the um you know i accept Agreement. all terms of service but she was saying that, you know, your phone is listening all the time when you're sitting at your computer. You know, she's like, how many times has this happened where you say to somebody, oh, I need a drill. And suddenly there are ads up on your screen for drills. And that is legit. Like Julie and I oh, have that talked is about legit. that before. That is legitimate. Yeah. Like I've said things to her out loud and then suddenly I'm getting ads for it. Never search for one ever. But suddenly I'm getting yep. them and I'm like, whoa. So, yeah, she says that's basically how they're tracking and using the AI. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I really enjoyed it thoroughly. Thoroughly, it was thoroughly, a great thoroughly. Episode. Yeah, I it was it was it was a, it was a masterpiece really. Yeah. Uh, the second episode, Lock Henry. This was a bit more horror-ish, if you will. <laughs> um It was a lot more horror-ish basically. So this um, guy, Davis, and his girlfriend, Pia, they're film students, and they're in Lock Henry, like Scotland or wherever they are. Uh, and he is there. Um, um, they're going to film a guy who about, watches eggs. He, he yes, basically right. protecting endangered eggs from egg collectors. Yes, exactly. But they find out about this local serial killer, and she's like, let's do a documentary about that. And, from years um, ago. Yes, from years ago. And that his dad was a victim of this serial killer. His mother states kind of by default because his father was a police officer, and he got he got shot by the guy, and then he eventually died uh, from – not from the wound, but from the emotional trauma. Allegedly. No, no, no. It was uh, MRSA. He caught MRSA while he was MRSA, in the Yeah, hospital. that's right. Yeah. So we got an infection from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyhow. So, yeah. And then, of course, there's a big twist and a big there's an M. Night Shyamalan-like twist. It's actually Which good. I had called five minutes into the episode. <laughs> yes. I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, but I just I enjoyed the hell out of it. I was entertained. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the three episodes left I have to watch. Mm, okay. I don't, again, I don't want to spoiler this if people haven't watched it. Cause I really want to think people should go watch it. Yeah. But maybe they should really go back and watch the whole series. If they haven't watched it. Maybe once we've watched all five and we talk, we can be like, okay, here's the spoilers. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that seems reasonable in a couple weeks. Just spoil it the hell out of it. Yeah. Um, what did you think of episode three beyond the sea? I did not like it. No. Okay. For a couple of reasons, I will say that uh, no spoilers. Um, one of them is that it was an hour and 20 minutes. Like it was oh. practically a movie. 
yes, I saw that, and that's why I think I didn't turn it on because I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to finish this right now. Yeah. And then we end up leaving to go away on vacation. We legit had to commit to it. Like you sit down to that like a movie. Uh, it's got Josh Hartnett, and it's got um, oh god, uh, Aaron the the kid from Breaking Bad. Um, I never watched Breaking Bad. Yeah, but you know the kid, you know the the partner Jesse. No, the, the co-star I think of, of his the name. entire show. I, but you know who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. I yeah. just can't think of his name. Okay, so you've got him and Josh Hartnett, um, which I was like, oh my god, it's Josh Hartnett. Um, it takes Aaron place. Paul. Aaron Paul, thank you. It takes place in the late '60s. Um, watch it. Let me know what you think. Uh, I did not like it. Um, the longer it went on, the less I liked it. And okay. Julie was in the same boat. So. Okay. Well, but I that's not a real selling point for me. <laughs> Sorry, but I know you're going to watch it anyway, so I feel safe yes, saying. Yes, I am. I am. Um, Secret Invasion. What did you think of that? I wasn't that impressed. Either was I. Okay. Okay. I didn't hate it, but I found myself picking it apart more than anything. Yeah. There were a lot of problems. Like, yeah. Right off the um, when Kobe Smolders is chasing the the girl through the sewers, and we've got two different things going on. She's chasing this girl, and we've got um, you know Talos and Fury over here in this building, and then yeah. suddenly Smolders ca- catches up to her, has the gun to her, and Talos just appears out of nowhere. Like, how did he get there so fast? He's just there. There were a lot of points in this episode where people just suddenly were in another spot, and you're like. How did they now if the whole thing turns out that this is happening because they're all scrolls and they can, you know, so you've got this person impersonating Talos, this person impersonating Talos, so they can kind of be in multiple places at once. Awesome. Otherwise, I think that's what you're going to find out. Um, uh, I wasn't so. I, this is a scenario to me where they should have, I'm guessing, aired the first two episodes at once. so You could watch them back to back. Yeah, I almost feel like this first episode, they were setting some stuff up, but they didn't really set up. But we didn't really get any story. You know, like we did, but we didn't like we get like, all right, there's good scrolls. There's bad scrolls. These bad scrolls want to cause a war between Russia and the United States. So they're doing bad stuff. And the good scrolls want to stop the bad scrolls. And Nick Fury has now showed up from outer space to try and help be part of the problem part of the solution and mm-hmm. and we have like a cia involved and we have a character dying that pissed me off mm-hmm. and unless of course we find out that that person was actually a scroll and it's not that you know or, or whatever it is so um yeah so i wasn't really sold sold on the first episode i really need to watch the second episode to decide how much I like or dislike this. So, you know what it was? I I thought of it just as you said that it like clicked and I let you continue because I didn't want to cut you off, but you know what this was? This episode was the opening sequence from every James Bond movie. Every James Mm -hmm. Bond movie always has basically a mini movie in front. And then we get the credits, the song that's been, you know, touted for weeks and months. And then we get the actual movie. And that's what this episode was. This was the opening part of the James Bond movie. 
It was just a 50 minute version of it. It was. And now that you've yeah. now that you've laid it out like that, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it was, because you're right. We should have had more. We should have had the second episode yeah. so that we could have seen, OK, that was the like that was laying the groundwork. OK, the yeah. dust is going to settle literally in this case. And, you know, we'll probably I would say that the second episode will say like a year later or something. It, it would well, feel that way. Either way, like, I mean, I'm sticking with it, obviously. Oh, but God, it was yeah. just. I found it. I was just a little, little frustrated by it all. Um, but we'll see what happens. I've definitely not given up on it. Again, I'm trying not to be too spoilerly. Spoilerly, <laughs> I know we're being good. Um, because we don't have a lot to talk about, and every show to me is like a show I don't want to spoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep watching. Mm-hmm. Strange yes. New World season two <clears throat> is upon us. <laughs> we have had two episodes thus far. Uh, and again, these are like almost. It's really interesting how they do. Standalone episodes, it almost feels like every episode is a standalone episode, while at the same time. Continuing story. But it's not like the X-Files monster of the week and then the mythology episodes, it's, it's just. I'm not complaining by by any means. I just mm-hmm. um broken circle. What'd you think of the broken circle? The first one? First episode, yep. Um so I liked this. I've got a few uh trivia pieces for you in this. I liked it, but at the same time it also it felt kind of tropey. Like there was a lot of things that happened in this that were like from and this one I am going to go for spoilers on. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, everyone for spoiler central, I guess. Um, so from the way that they stole the Enterprise, air quotes, stole the Enterprise. Yes. Um, that was very tropey, very like to yes. borrow your term, Mary Sue-ish, you know, that they just yeah. happened to. Oh, Carol Kane. She's brilliant. Love her. So oh, glad yeah. she's Love back on screen. To the fact that they got out to this planet that the Klingons have for 30 days and they have for 30 days, you know, it's basically a divorce and they're sharing custody. Um, yeah. But, you know, humans can still be there. They just don't want them there. So seeing humans there will start a war. But, you know, there's humans on the planet, so it's OK. No, no, it's not seeing humans there. It's seeing the Federation there. Mm, gotcha. The humans okay. that reside on the planet can be there, but we don't want to see the Federation. Mm, yes. Okay. Um, uh, so you've got that. You've got the fact that they get there. You know, they they got there because of a encoded message that was sent directly to them because, you know, Lon knows their schedule of maintenance and knew that they'd be in dock that day. Um, yep. That they, they all managed to, you know, the main cast and crew all managed to get down to the surface and be dressed in appropriate attire. Just like Except that for Captain Pike, which Captain Pike is is off trying to find uh, defense counsel for his number one fun, uh, fun trivia fact there. The reason that he was off this one and trying to find the defense counsel had nothing to do with the story. It's because um, Anson Mount in real life had just had a baby while well, his wife had a baby. And so they 
let him have time for like paternity leave. So they minimized his time on the screen. You'll notice in the second episode, he also wasn't there a lot. Like he spent a lot of time sitting in a chair, staring at a screen. He had that one opening scene in the beginning where he talked to the woman, but yeah. So that's good. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I get with that. Um, Um, So Spock is essentially the captain of the enterprise in episode one. mm -hmm. They steal the ship. Thanks to Carol Kane. It's just like, looks like you guys are trying to steal the Enterprise. Because, you know, you did this, which is pretty routine. My team already saw that. However, if you did this, well, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because apparently she's immortal. Yes. And she was bored. Yep. They go. They win. They rescue. They come back. They don't get in trouble. Uh um essentially what was it uh is it was it a group of um klingons uh x starfleet and klingon soldiers a cabal if you will mm-hmm. want to restart the klingon federation war so they build a federation ship <clears throat> underground that they're gonna have appear when the klingons are ruling the planet and just attack them yep to start the war again and the enterprise destroys the ship um, in order to save the war and then go talk to the Klingons and go, hey, this is what just happened. And they're like, oh, that's exactly what you'd say to want us to think nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And then Spot goes and drinks for them and then everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they chased down that other ship, the, the doctor yeah. and the nurse, you know, barely got out alive, which they shouldn't yeah. have. Um and that they blew up the other ship oh, in no, because front they jettisoned of. into fucking space. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, with and a helmet that the had Klingons a transponder. Didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the Klingons didn't see the exploding fucking starship. Yeah. Yeah. But that one Klingon warship saw a Federation ship being chased by another Federation ship and get blown up. And then the Federation ship that survived said, Hey, uh, we just saved your butts. And they're like, uh, no, we're going to destroy you. No, let's drink on it. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Vulcan. I can't tell a lie. Okay. Well, well but hey, that's true, though. That's <laughs> well, true. as the Klingon said, you know, uh, I've heard the legends. I don't believe legends. I believe truth, you know? Yes. So drink with me and we'll see your truth. But they do tease at the end of the episode that you know what we can't punish them because we need them because of this impending war with the Gorn. Yeah, yeah. So that was big. Uh, I'm not going to spoil the second one because it just aired. Well, it was aired four days ago, but mm. it's essentially the trial of number one. Yep. Of Chin Riley, good. and it's great. It's it really. I mean, it's a it's a social commentary episode, essentially, if you will, about how we treat people that are different than us. Yes. How but it was do done currently. really well. Yes, it was not preachy, in my opinion. Um, nope. I enjoyed the episode. I did too. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, yeah. I really liked the uh, the way that Pike talked to the lawyer, uh, the interchanges that went on. We wrapped up a lot of loose ends from the end of the last season. That was basically what these two episodes were. We're wrapping up the. Yes. You know, at the end of the last season, we had some people going off for different reasons, whether they wanted to or not. Um, the the crew was kind of separated in a way. Yeah. And now this was kind of bringing them all back together and adding a well, new head engineer. 
yeah, I mean the 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 the, the trials concluded. The ship is repaired. Um, they have everyone back on board that they want back on board, if you will. And now we can start the adventures of season two. Yep. And this pending battle with the Gorn. Yep. Which will be very exciting. Yes, I think so. so Another uh, yeah. fun trivia fact about the first episode there. You'll notice, or you may have picked up, you may not have. Um, when they did Star Trek Discovery, they changed the look of the Klingons. Remember? That was like a big yeah. controversy. Uh, in this yeah. one, they looked more like the traditional Klingons, the next generation yep. Klingons. Um, and the reason behind that is actors weren't able to emote in the Discovery Klingon makeup, the way that they had done the the Klingons. It was too constrictive and they weren't able to properly emote like Worf was able to or like the Klingons in Next Generation, etc. So they went back to that classic because that way it was a lighter on them. It didn't weigh down on them as heavily the makeup and B, they were able to do better emoting and, and show off their range of emotions. So I'm I'm for that. I think it kind of sucks that. You know, Discovery actually did the Klingons differently in the first place, but we're back to it. And they just, they, you know, they didn't talk about it. They didn't say, hey, these don't look like the Klingons we knew before. So they they just kind of blew past it, which I think was the smarter move. Yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm glad I, I'm, I'm glad they changed their makeup. And you're right. Looking at different <laughs> images. Uh, comparing the three versions we've had mm-hmm. the third one the yeah uh, so much makeup on the face you're right there is no facial expressions no emotion yeah. if you will so yeah movies you didn't watch any movies no i did watch one other show and that was just episode oh. nine of silo which there's only 10 episodes we're just about to the end um I still recommend this. I'm not going to give it a hard sell, but I still recommend it for a a pretty good sci-fi show. I do have a lot of issues, which I've been voicing regularly to my buddy Kelly because she read the books and they have deviated a lot from the books from what she's been describing to me. Um, But it's still pretty decent for a sci-fi mystery set inside one underground bunker. Yeah. So I'll still give it a sell, just not a hard sell. But no, I have not watched any movies. In the last two weeks, no movies. Nope. Wow. All right. Um, I watched uh, I watched a, a, a Shutter original film called Brooklyn Forty Five. Okay. Uh, pretty solid film. They call it a horror film. There's some supernatural elements. It's, uh, it takes place in like like real time. <coughs> um, World War Two veterans kind of holding a séance and things kind of get out of hand if you will um i enjoyed the movie there was some unexpected (laughs) moments um i wouldn't give it off like a oh my god this is amazing you have to check it out but i would say hey check it out you know uh, it's definitely a a different kind of take on world war the end of world war ii and it takes place well after that that is but yeah uh, it was a well done, well well produced, well acted movie. That it looked good. The story was was fairly interesting. Um, I, I enjoyed it all in all. Okay. Cool. I watched a movie called The Revealer, and hopefully I can find out what it was about because I just cannot remember. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say that you uh, 
you were so uninterested that you didn't know what it was about. No, I'm actually trying to remember what the hell the movie was about. <clears throat> okay. My guess would be somebody who reveals things, but, you know, that would yeah. be too obvious. Oh, okay, here we go. I remember now. Okay. Whew, it took me a Hit minute. Me. Um, all right. So this is a like a, a, a post-apocalyptic type religious movie. Not religious. Let me rephrase that. So it is. Uh, remember um, Red State? I do remember Red State. Okay. And that was talking about the coming of, I can't think of what it was, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's not the it's not really the apocalypse, but like they sound the horns at the end and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so this is I re- I watch I also watch this on Shutter. Um, it's actually got a seventy percent on Rock- Rotten Tomatoes, mm. which is I think decent. Yeah. Um, the 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 synopsis we have here is tensions rise when a stripper and a religious protester are trapped together. In a uh, in a peep show booth, must come together to survive the apocalypse in the 1980s, Chicago. Um. All right, that doesn't sound great. I really enjoyed the movie thoroughly. <laughs> I'm like, are you seriously talking about people trapped in a strip club booth? Well, okay, so yeah, basically you have a dancer who works a strip club, and she passes these protesters all the time. Um, the apocalypse is upon us. The religious apocalypse all of a sudden is upon us while she's at work. So they kind of get trapped in there together. And so it's, you know, the, the odd couple, if you will, between the two of them. And this movie was filmed during the pandemic. Okay. So it's got a very small cast because, you know, COVID people wearing masks being tested, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and a peep show is kind of interesting because you could have that plastic separation between you and the other people in the movie at different times to, you know, keep your exposures down. Sure. Um, but I actually enjoyed the movie. It, it's well acted. It's got a decent script. Uh, the production is very good. Um, I was genuinely surprised how much I enjoyed the movie. I had put it on from a recommendation uh, from somebody else and i thought well i'll just put it on and i'll just take a look at it and see if you know see how it is and i was actually quite surprised how much i enjoyed it uh, i would rate hmm. that one a, a bit higher than uh brooklyn 45 interesting okay yeah um i watched uh, free jack the classic mick jagger <laughs> emilio estevez 1990 1992 whatever it is movie um it's actually a pretty interesting story that i'm surprised someone else hasn't done or updated um essentially in the future if you know the exact time and location where someone died you can somehow go back in time and grab their body and bring it to the future and they can take a sick person and implant them into this healthy body hmm do you remember watching it at all? I remember it being out, but I don't think that I ever actually watched it. Yeah. I remember watching when I was a kid and I remember, well, when I was a teenager and I remember like thinking Mick Jagger's not a great actor and I'm going to say <laughs> no, that, that holds up. That holds up. He's really not great, but he's solid <laughs> enough in this. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't want to spoil the ending, but there's a point where you're going to be like, what? Are you kidding me? Um, Because it's just like they didn't have need to have that line. That didn't make any sense. But whatever. It is what it is. Um, But uh, it's a good movie. It's it was better than I thought it was. So, yeah, I definitely remember it being out. It's one of those that I think I just I saw enough previews and trailers and everything that I was like, I don't want to watch this. Not that it was a bad movie, but I just I was flooded with images of it constantly. Yep. Uh, let's see here. I got a red box while I was down in um, Ocean City <coughs> called Fear. Um, it's a supernatural horror type movie, and it's OK. OK. I wouldn't recommend anyone spending money on it. If you happen to see it airing on a streaming thing free, it's worth throwing on to kind of watch in the background or maybe check out and let form your own opinion. Uh, it didn't blow me away. Um, Not to be confused with the uh, Alyssa Milano, Reese Witherspoon, Mark Wahlberg version of fear. Definitely not. Definitely not. Where he pounds himself but, uh, in the chest over and over again. It was okay. It was just okay. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. Oh, I watched Creed 3. You had sent me that message that it was on Prime, and I was like, yeah, I didn't watch the original or the second one. So, all right. I watched the first Creed because it was, you know, Apollo Creed's son, Sylvester Stallone's in it. It's a Rocky spinoff. I fucking love Rocky. Yes, you do. I just love Rocky. I love the series. It's such a great movie. Rocky still holds up tremendously to this day. Yeah, Cher was Um, awesome in that movie. Cher's not in Rocky. You sure she is? The kid's got the weird face and the hair. Nope, you're thinking of um, a different movie where the character's name is Rocky, but that's not actually the movie. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're thinking of a completely, completely different movie. Like Mask, I think. It's called Mask, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, um, so I watched the first Creed movie, and my biggest complaint was is it wasn't a Rocky movie. Right. It's like you have Sylvester Stallone playing Rocky. You have Apollo Creed's son in it. Sylvester Stallone's going to train him to become a boxer. It's not a Rocky movie. They don't really have the Rocky music in it. And it's like, if you just want to make another boxing movie, just make a boxing movie. But if you're going to use Sylvester Stallone as Rocky, you're going to use Apollo Creed's son in it. Like it needs to be a Rocky movie. This was not a Rocky movie. Then they did Creed two, which was 100% a Rocky movie. And it was absolutely fantastic. They brought back Dolph Lundgren as, um, as, uh, as, uh, Ivan Drago. They brought his son in who's also a boxer. I mean, it, it, fantastic movie absolutely fantastic movie just a great rocky movie great movie now we have creed 3 sylvester stallone's not in it sylvester stallone's not involved in it michael b jordan wrote and directed the movie i think i know he definitely wrote it um they tried there's so much this movie that could be cut out they tried to cram so much movie into this movie they tried to cram like at least two movies two movies worth of storyline into this one movie that um it just didn't work there was just too much like get rid of the fact that he's got a deaf daughter that has nothing to do with the movie at all it does it's this is no catalyst for him to do anything um 
it's not great. Too too long in the tooth from the backstory of what happened with him and his buddy that you know eventually they they end up fighting in the movie. Obviously, like it's just yeah, it was. It just wasn't great. It just really wasn't great at all. Like it, it, yeah, it was disappointing. Very disappointing, quite frankly. Well, that's too bad, but yeah, I'm, I don't really, I, I'm glad that I didn't watch it, I guess. Yeah. Um, did you ever, do you remember us watching the, uh, trailer for a movie called she came from the woods? Yes. Okay. So it was picked up by Tubi. Okay. And it premiered on Tubi on June 10th. And I watched it. And? I loved it. Really? Yeah. I, I don't really watch movies on the street, free streaming services because of commercials. Because usually they just cut commercials in like every like, you know, 12 and a half minutes or whatever it is. And the commercials don't line up and they're nonsensical and it's annoying. Uh, Tubi does a much better job. They place the commercials kind of where it it doesn't interrupt the flow of the movie. Um, They don't play the same commercial over and over and over again, which is another pet peeve of mine with these free services. That's why I don't use them. Um, But ultimately, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. Hmm. That's good. Um, yeah. So essentially, I'll read the premise here. Egged on by Peter, the prodigal grandson of the camp's owner, Gilbert McAllister, a group of teen camp counselors accidentally summon the spirit of a dead nurse who terrorized the camp with her occult experiments 40 years earlier. Now the camp's counselor and the McAllister family that own the campground, uh, the summer campgrounds, must fight for their lives on the last night of camp. I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed the movie. Hmm. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job with it. I liked it a lot, or I like it a lot. Um, I would if they did a home video release on this, I probably would buy it so I could watch it again, uh, un, unthwarted by commercials. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Hmm. Okay. And the last movie I watched, I'm going to be real spoilerish, spoiler free on. I watched The Flash. My daughter and I went to the movie theaters to watch The Flash down in Ocean City. Okay. Um, I liked the movie. Okay. Um, so you you're the guy. It. Oh, that's not going to happen. Why not? Because it looks like garbage. Michael Keaton Michael looks Keaton good. Batman. Yeah, Michael yeah. Keaton looks great. Absolutely. The rest of it, yeah. eh. Watch it. Are you ordering me? Basically. <laughs> it's not like Batman versus Superman. You're not going to sit and hate watch it. Mm. Because what's going to happen is you're going to watch parts of it. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so dumb. And then you're going to see Michael Keaton as Batman. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, it's Michael Keaton as Batman again. And then you're going to go, oh, that CGI is the shits. And then you're going to go, oh, but look, it's Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying watch it a hundred times. I'm saying it watch it once. Mm. Just watch it once. When it's free, maybe. Yeah. No, no. When it's on HBO Max. Watch it when it's on HBO Max. I'm not saying. I just. The theater that was near us was playing this Elemental 
and a couple others. And but I, I just I wanted to see Michael Keaton as Batman really bad. It was cool to go to the theater we went to. They were selling souvenir flash cups and you could get the lid with Michael Keaton as Batman on the lid. Like it was cool seeing stuff like that, you know, like those mm-hmm. uh, uh, not pro- not promotional, but those merchandise items, if you will. I guess it technically is a promotional item. Um, it was cool seeing the Batmobile, you know, the 1989 mm. Batmobile. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Okay. A um, couple of things on that. One, it is an absolute flop. Um, it. Oh yeah. It's opening weekend. It only took in fifty-five million. Uh, the second weekend, it dropped even farther. Uh, they're estimating that it's going to lose at least one hundred and fifty million for the studio overall. Uh, not looking good for DC at all. Like this, this was supposed to be at least a break-even kind of thing to kind of reset the world, let James Gunn take over, and it's doing terribly. I, uh, fact, so, and, and this is the, the reality of it is this is not a James Gunn movie, so it's not. It's you can't really blame him. This is a movie he inherited, if mm-hmm. you will. Oh yeah. Um, I still think at this point they should release Batgirl, even at the very least on HBO Max. Let people watch it if they've already yep. spent so much money on it. Just put it out. I uh, watched a TikTok the other day that I really liked it. Um, I actually almost sent it to you, but basically it's this guy talking to his younger self and it's the same guy, you know, he just flips the camera back and forth, but he's supposed to be talking to his self from like three or four years ago. And he's like, Hey, I just want to let you know it's 2023. It's a summer. Um, there's a new Spider-Man movie out. We love Spider-Man. His past self is like, oh, we fucking love Spider-Man. We still got the pajamas that we wear as an adult, you know, fucking Spider-Man for life. Love it. And he's like, yep. There's also a Flash movie out this summer. And he's like, we love the Flash. And the past self was like, shit, yeah. He's like got a tattoo on his arm. He's like, this is fucking amazing, you know. Uh, still got the, sh- the pajamas again. Love the Flash. Everything about him. Barry Allen for life, you know. And he's like, yep. He's like, and I want to give you more good news. We have enough money to see both of them. We can go see both movies. And he's like, shit, yeah. He's like, the why are you here? You know, why are you here from the future? He's like, I'm here to tell you to go watch Spider-Man twice. <laughs> and I'm I'm sad that you went to see The Flash and you didn't go to see Spider-Man. I'm, I'm a little sad because I'm glad that you liked it, but I think you would have come out of Spider-Man a change man. Like you would have been like, this is a fucking amazing movie. The first one was good. The second one is just phenomenal. So when you said you were going to flash, I'm like, Oh good. Maybe he already saw Spider-Man. And I wanted to see Michael Keaton as Batman. That was a bigger, that was bigger to me. Then go rent Batman. No, I wanted to see new Michael Keaton as Batman. I wanted to see new. Technically he's old. You know what I'm saying? Troll. I, I, I do know what see, you're saying, but I wanted to see Michael Keaton play Batman again. I get it. I totally get it. However, given the choice, if you're standing there in front of two theaters and you know, you can go see a movie that through and through is one of the greatest things you're going to watch or pay the same amount of money to go watch a movie that you're pretty sure is going to be okay at best, but it's got a few scenes in there of Michael Keaton as Batman. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't have made that choice, but I'm glad it hey, worked out you know for what? you. I have an emotional attachment to Michael Keaton as Batman. 
I'm there uh, with you, man. I, I'm not that so much older than you. It's the only movie my dad ever took me to see was Batman 1989. The only didn't, time he ever he didn't took take me you to Returns. Nope. Wow. No, the only time he ever took me to the movie was to go see uh, Batman 1989, and so I have an emotional attachment to the uh, the movie. Hmm. He bought it for me on VHS when it came out too. Wow. Um, that's so, a one-two right there. Right. So that's that's why I have such emotional attachment to Michael Keaton as Batman, most likely, because, you know, fair enough, 44 years old with some daddy issues, I guess. <laughs> um, but so that that was why to me, like and I did see Batman Returns in the theater. I, I went with a couple friends from school, mm-hmm. um, not when I once I realized my dad wasn't going to take me to go see it, if you will. Um, so I just I just have a, an emotional attachment and I just. I think I was so not devastated, but just so upset that the Batgirl movie got canceled. So we weren't going to see him there because I yep. was supposed to be out already. Yeah. And then with the Flash movie, I was like, I just I want to see it on the big screen. I just want to see it on the big screen so bad. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of why we went and saw that. Uh, I do want to see the Spider-Man movie. Uh, Wesley wants to see the Spider-Man movie, but he didn't want to go to the movies that day. Oh, weird. So I'm like, you know what? Yeah, and my other this is my this was my other theory too. Uh it's not gonna be in the theaters very long. <laughs> I feel like the Spider-Man movie is gonna be in theaters quite a while longer. So it, I wanted, it just retook the box office, so yeah. Yeah. I wanted to watch it while I had the opportunity to watch it and uh flash see Michael Keaton on the big screen again. And um I got time to go see Spider-Man and I will. Fair enough. But that was that was my big thing. It was just like a real nostalgia, childhood emotional memory thing. And man, when he came up, and I feel like everyone else in the theater was there for that too, because when he came on the screen as Batman, dude, the whole the theater popped. <laughs> like people clapped, they cheered. Well, they should, you know, like. And then, like when he did the line, "I'm Batman," which when you see it in the trailer, you see the line in the trailer, and you're just like, "Okay, that's cool." But when you see it in the context of the movie with how he said it. Mm-hmm. It's even it's even better because it's funny. So nice. Uh, so that being said, the CGI was really that bad because I've heard nothing but shitting on it. Yeah, no, like you for a movie that was delayed multiple times, you would have thought that they it would look better. You would have thought that it, that they would have taken that they would have had time to clean that shit up, quite yep. frankly. Yeah. I won't spoil any of the other cameos or anything that's in it. Mm-hmm. If you want me to ruin it for you off air when we're done? I, I will. I've already read um, about all of them. So yeah, we'll talk later. But, uh, uh, but yeah, no, I just, you know, I was happy with my choice. I'm also surprised. Speaking of movies that you didn't watch, I'm surprised that extraction two isn't on your list. I just didn't have time. It came okay. out this past Friday. I drove home from Maryland on Saturday. I I watched uh, AEW Collision Saturday night. Uh, we had the Forbidden Door pay-per-view on Sunday night. So I spent the free time I did have watching uh, Wrestling. Star Trek and uh, Secret Secret Invasion. Gotcha. That, that makes sense because I know you were so pumped for Extraction. I'm like, man, he never yeah, that, mentioned watching I, Extraction I will, too. I will get that in this week without okay. a doubt. Yeah. I have to say too, my newsfeed this morning, as I was scrolling through, 
um, was all like, cause I subscribe to a lot of entertainment type stuff, not just strictly yeah. video games or movies, but a lot of entertainment. Sure. And I kept seeing forbidden door over and over and over again. That's a terrible name for a pay-per-view. Like that sounds no, like, butt no, stuff. It's, but it makes sense. But it, and the it's reason why, stuff. no, it's not, it, it, it makes sense when you, if you, when you're, if you're watching the product. Okay. Because essentially in wrestling, it's like you don't have wrestlers like you don't have AEW wrestlers, wrestle WWE wrestlers, wrestle AAA, wrestle New Japan. Like it does, it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But but it does now, except for WWE. They're still on their own island of of we're the greatest, we're the best. There's no other wrestling that exists in the world besides us. Fair enough. Where you have the Forbidden Door, which is where you have AEW wrestlers versus Impact wrestlers versus New Japan versus AAA versus et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so you have like that cross promotional matches, which you get dream matches out of it that you may have never thought you were ever going to see. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was excellent. Great show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, trailers and news and whatnot. Yeah. We had a few things. Yeah. I think I found the right starting spot around June 14th. Yeah, we yeah, I think yeah, that seems about right. Um you had uh Elio. Well Well, no, hold on real quick. So sure. we had Oh yeah. Did we talk about Treat Treat Williams dying at seventy one in a motorcycle crash motors in uh, Vermont? Nope, and we didn't talk about Disney shuffling around its schedule. Yeah, so what's your so dis Disney shuffling their schedule, whatever, it's to be expected. It's the writer's strike. I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's basic. Yeah. Everything kind of got moved back and whatever. Yeah. Um, ELO. Yeah, it's uh, I had to go back and rewatch the trailer as we were talking to remind myself what it was. But basically, it's another Disney Pixar movie. This time, a little kid gets sucked up by a council of aliens from the universe. They want to talk to the leader of Earth and. So he pretends that he's the leader of Earth. Well, he pretends he's the leader because when he says he's not, they're like, oh, we're going to kill you. Yeah. We're going to destroy Earth. He's like, no, I'm the leader. Yeah. So. So he has to be the leader of Earth for them. Okay. But it looks good. Yep. Yep. Um, They clone Tyrone. Tyrone. I don't. Okay. (laughs) It looks ridiculous. Um, it's, I think it's going to be hilarious in a weird way. Basically, John Boyega, um, uh, Tamo Penniket and, uh, um, Jamie Jamie Foxx. And they're, they stumble upon a conspiracy where black people are being cloned and set up for crimes and to do other things to make them look bad. It's very much a... I don't know. It, it just, it looks, it seems really campy, but yes. very well done. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's got a big budget. It looks good. It's got a good cast. The script seems funny based on the trailer. Yep. It's a really well done trailer. It yeah, looks good. it is. Yep. Yep. Um, it, it showed up the other night. We were watching something else and it showed up and Julia just burst out laughing. She's like, that looks amazing. I'm like, yeah, it does look pretty good. Uh, um, next up was Nimona. Yep. 
I don't care about this. Thanks for it, that. It's a it's a Netflix kids movie where basically he's a knight in the future and she can change shape into animals. Okay. Uh, Nick Cage, Sympathy for the Devil. This sounded so familiar. Like, seeing that still image and the title of the movie, if I hadn't seen 2023, I would have said, didn't this come out in, like, the 80s? Okay, I agree with you on this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it looks good to me. Yeah. It looks, I, I, it looks really good, quite frankly. You okay, Wes? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It looks really, really good to me. Um, that's it. That's yeah. it. Looks good to me. I'm happy yeah. about it. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Uh, it's kind of like almost, it's a combination almost of like, a a Stuber movie, except, and, uh, what's that <laughs> one with, um, what's the one with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx? With who? Tom Cruise plays a hitman with blonde oh, hair oh. and Jamie Foxx is like a driver and he forces him to do stuff. Mm. It's like that kind of, except Nick Cage is the devil. Yeah. And when you said that, I immediately, for some reason you said Tom Cruise, but Tom Hanks stuck in my head. So I was oh, sure. trying to think of a movie that had Tom Hanks and Jamie Foxx. Yeah. No, I don't I think such a thing exists. <laughs> um, Evil Dead Rises on HBO Max, June 23rd. Yep. If you yep. haven't seen it, now you Which, can go watch it. Yep, that three days ago that popped up. You gonna watch it? I've seen it. I watched it in the theater with you. I know you're gonna watch it again. Oh, probably. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh Heart of Stone. Yes, I know you're sitting next to me. Heart of Stone, Gail Godot. Um, Netflix. A- another secret agent, badass babe. Yeah. Dude. I might check it out. I might not. So we're in Ocean City. It's our first full day there on Sunday, uh, the 18th. And we're at this free outdoor concert thing. And there's fireworks after. And they have a playground there. And remember when we were kids, how dangerous the merry-go-round was? <laughs> yes. They have a merry-go-round <laughs> that's like an extreme merry-go-round. Like uh, it's, 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 it's been upgraded and it has not for the best. Like it did it, not get safer in any way, shape or form. I'll tell it's you like what. It's like three layers high or three kids high. Yeah. And like, you can be inside it, you can be outside it. And like the kids are chanting faster, faster as there's clearly way too many kids on this merry on this video I sent you. Mm-hmm. And, and like, uh, it's, I mean, this is an arm breaker. Yeah. Uh, my quote was it's final destination shit right there. Yes, yes, it certainly was. So I just, yeah, <laughs> I, I walked over there because, like, I walked because, like, Kate was saying, like, oh, he's on the thing that spins and da 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 da, and I don't want him on it because he might like throw up because it spins so fast. And I'm like, all right. So then I go over to check on him, and I, I walk up to that thing, and I just stop and go, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm, you know, I fell down in the running track of the merry-go-round. I tripped and fell, and then I picked my head up to get up, because instinctively when you fall down, what do you want to do? Get mm-hmm. up. Except I was underneath the damn merry-go-round, and it clipped the back of my head and just split my head open. Probably gave me a concussion. I don't know. I was like five. 
or I six. I was going to say, I think you need to clarify seven. when this happened because. Yeah. I mean, this is when I was a little kid and it just like, I remember sitting in the nurse's office as she was dabbing the back of my head with cotton balls and then throwing them in the trash and just seeing a giant pile of blood soaked cotton balls in the trash. Nice. <laughs> Craven the Hunter official trailer. Well, that's, this was, this was not a red band trailer, but it was certainly a red band trailer. So when you sent this to me, I legit, before I even watched it, I was going to send back a message to you that said, is this real or another fan edit? Because I hadn't yeah. heard anything about this coming out. And then suddenly right. it's just, oh, by the way, here you go. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's another one of those right. fan edits. Nope. I hate that bullshit. Concept oh. trailers, as they call them. Yeah, this was real. Yeah. And violent as hell. They're going for that hard rated R for this movie. Yeah. So I'll watch it. Um, a few weeks back, they had the summer game fest. And one of the big draws at the end of it was the reveal of the Spider-Man two game. Um, Spider-Man one on the PlayStation four and five was amazing. Loved it. Uh, then they had a spinoff Spider-Man miles Morales, which was more phenomenal. It was amazing. Now we got the trailer for Spider-Man two and it opens like just a cold open for a trailer. And it looked like predator. Like there's this jungle and there's this guy walking through and he gets like yep. stabbed in the head. And I'm like, Oh, is this the Wolverine game? And it's Craven. The Hunter is, you know, tired of hunting with his mercenaries in the forest or in the jungle. So he's going after Spider-Man in Manhattan. And so he's one of the main adversaries in the Spider-Man two game. So then it makes sense that a week or two later, we get the Craven, the Hunter trailer because they're all Sony. They're all coming from the same company. Um, so it wasn't as surprising, but at first I was just like, I heard nothing about this. So yeah, stealth drop. Trailer for a movie documentary called Chasing Chasing Amy. Mm. It, it's interesting. I mean, it kind of looks like it's a documentary about the Kevin Smith movie Chasing Amy. Told from the point of view of a kid who was queer in that time. And well, no, not really in that time, but today. Oh, today. Yeah. Sorry. And discovering the movie and how it. It says a documentary that examines the complex legacy of Kevin Smith chasing Amy on LGBTQ plus people and its life-saving impact on the director, Sav Rogers. Mm-hmm. And he interviews like Joy Lauren Adams and T- Trish and Kevin Smith and everything else. I mean, it looks, it looks very good. Um, one thing that I really liked about it. So when the, when the trailer opens, this person is talking about how, you know, being queer, they haven't had a lot of representation and then they found this movie and my immediate visceral thought was, oh, shit, wrong movie to find. Yeah, that was kind of mine, too. And then they talk about that in the trailer. You know, yes. multiple people who are like, this was problematic. The whole message here is, oh, you're a lesbian until you find the right straight guy to make you fall in love with men again. Right. You know, oh, you're only gay until you meet that dude who's going to. And I was like, OK, good. So they at least touched upon the troubling but- aspects of it. But they also did touch upon like the aspects of like, but there was really no other movie at that time that had gay characters that openly out on like they were exactly mm-hmm. take Joey Lauren Adams character out of it. And her, like you said, only a lesbian to find the right guy and just all the other characters that are in the movie. It was never really portrayed, you know, uh, like that. So, right. I'll watch it. That's for sure. Yep. You do love um, a good documentary. 
I do. Yep. And you used uh, to love Captain Kevin Smith. Well, you know what, though? With Clerks 3, I'm kind of on board again. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what he does next. Um, yep. And his his getting his his cutting cutting pot out and Clerks 3 and everything else kind of got me back on board. So gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, Captain Fall. This right here epitomizes what Netflix is becoming to me. Like they have a few things like Stranger Things or Black Mirror that are great. But yeah. this right here, they have had a a pattern in the past few years of ridiculous, stupid adult animation that should never be made. Like the the whole concept here is that there are these people who keep hijacking boats and they take the captains hostage. And so the, the Navy decides that they will send in the worst captain ever. The, the guy who flunked out of captaining school essentially. Yeah. Um, because they haven't thrown that at these terrorists or pirates or whatever. So let's see if yeah. he can do something different against them. Dumb. Uh, you sent me the challenge, the trailer to challengers, which was also the whole movie in three minutes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was like, I'm watching the trailer and at first I'm like, Oh, this is kind of cool. You know, she's a tennis star. There's two guys vying for affection. Ooh, we're going to have a little three-way romance. Then she a gets injured. action. Yeah. 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 Then she gets injured. Now she can't play yeah. anymore, but they're both playing. And so now she's got to coach one of them, but against the she other coached- one and, she no, she coached and married one of them, and now the other guy's back in their life. And is she gonna have an affair and be a piece of shit? Is she not? Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Yeah. I don't know. I have no interest in it. <clears throat> I, I don't either. Because like you said, we basically watched the entire movie right then and there. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chris Hemsworth says Extraction Three is in the works. I knew you'd be excited about that. I sent you the trailer for Muscle and Mayhem, the unauthorized story of the American Gladiators, hot off the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary on the American Gladiators. This is another documentary on it. However, they're going to talk to the people that worked in the 30 for 31. Mm. Uh, comes out in a couple days here on Netflix on the 28th. I'm excited about it. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sent you the trailer for the uh, <laughs> Western Surrounded. What do you think of that? Yeah, thanks for that. You, you know me, yeah. I'm not a huge one for Westerns anyway. Um, yeah. It, it's an MGM, which you never see MGM anymore unless it's basically James Bond. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, forget that, I forget that Metro Goldwyn Meyer actually still makes movies. Yeah. Um, it looks it looks OK. I'm not completely sold on it. I'm not going to. I'll wait for it to be on one of my streaming services, probably, or maybe Redbox. If I have it a day, but we'll the, see. The, the tagline from it is ridiculous. The Wild West has never seen a force like Moses Mo Washington. Yeah. Like that's a tagline off a shiny box movie. Mm-hmm. Got shiny box all over it, really. <laughs> the the beanie bubble. Okay. I'm I don't know. I don't care. Beanie it, baby documentary. It kind of, but not really. It's a it's a documentary it, it's yeah it tells yeah. the story but it's very dramatized and zach galifianakis yes. and Kristen wigger in it and, um yeah uh, i already watched a very good documentary on the beanie babies on netflix a while ago like it was actually really well done and it was like oh shit 
Yeah. Um, the one that I sent you, Gray Matter. Gray Matter. Doesn't that sound familiar? Doesn't it feel like we watched a trailer for this a while back or like a teaser? Yes, I feel like we did. Many moons ago, like so long ago that I'm like, oh, wait, I seem to recall this, but wasn't that like a year or two ago? Well, so that's the thing. Um, there's there's been movies in the past called Gray Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one looks a lot different. Um, but Garrett Dillahunt's in it. Yes. <laughs> that's what I said. I'm like, <laughs> Garrett Dillahunt. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. I sent you the trailer for Dumb Money. Now, this is the, again, another, it's not a documentary, but it's a dramatic retelling of the story of what went down with the GameStop stocks a couple of years ago. Yeah. Back. Yeah, no, that, I mean, there's been a, I feel like, uh, what was the, I think a podcast came out about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, it looks, it looks good though. It does. Uh, I will definitely watch this based on real events. I mean, obviously they're going to hype up a lot of it, but really living through it at the time there, it was pretty crazy. What was going on? Got some big yeah. stars in it too. It does. Oh, I sent you a trailer called Sharks of the Corn. I said to Julia, um, Mike sent me a trailer for a movie called Sharks of the Corn. Looks like uh, sharks in a cornfield and and a cult and people dressing up like sharks. She's like, why would you do that? I said, well, we have this rule where if one of us watches a shitty trailer, we have to send it to the other one because, you know, that's just that's the rule. Them's like, the oh, rules. Okay, that makes sense then. Yep, yeah, them's the rules. <laughs> uh, and then I sent you Natty Knox, which, again, kind of a, a shitty trailer, but it's got Robert England, Bill Mosley, Daniel Harris. Like, it actually has the potential to be maybe a decent low budget horror flick. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not completely, um, Yeah, it's definitely got more star power than I expected. Yeah. So I'm not completely undersold by it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to think. There was a trailer that we shared. And I remember like thinking like, man, the trailer looks god awful terrible. But the story actually could be pretty good, even though the trailer looks so bad. Mm. I, I can't remember when that was like, I was, I, I share that with you with John. I mean, you're John with, with Brandon. Cause now I'm trying to figure it out. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah. He sent me a, a trailer for a movie called the pool from na- 2001 that had, uh, some people in it. That I was just like, yeah, that looks terrible. Can't wait to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if I find it, I'll uh, I'll let you know about it. Okay. Because I was just, yeah. <coughs> uh, man, yeah, I just can't find it now. But it's one of those things where it's just like. The trailer looked terrible, but the potential for the movie to be good was there. 
Hmm. That does sound familiar now. now that you've said it. Yeah, maybe it was something we talked about last week. Maybe. Last time. It, it does sound like a conversation that either we would have or we did have. I mean, we probably had it at some point in the last 30 years, at least once. Uh, hell's bells. All right. Well, you got anything else, sir? I don't. I think that's it for me. Well, that is it for me as well. I'm on Twitter. I'm uh, I'm Superstar Mel. I check it from time to time. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm the Quantum Geek, G33K, and I pretty much never check it. But that's our show. And we'll talk to you next week, allegedly. Most likely. Allegedly. Allegedly.